Psych Monologues, a, a podcast devoted to embracing the mystery and trusting the journey in term, as we walk this journey of life with each other, with God, um, we uh, are inevitably confronted with mysteries. All, a lot of times the mystery is how God is moving and what he's doing and how he's speaking to us. And this podcast is really meant to reflect on some of those aspects of life and living that uh, uh live into that mystery and trust the journey that God has has us on and what he might be up to through other people in our relationships with each other and and even within the, the larger church. So welcome to uh, the podcast. Uh, my What I want to do tonight is to continue a topic that I started last week uh, and it, it, we were talking a little bit about um, grace and, and the role that grace plays in our lives and how brokenness fits in with that. And uh, so I <clears throat> I also was reflecting a little bit about good grace and bad grace and is there such a thing as bad grace and uh, that uh, the, the good grace that we talk about is the grace that creates this space for me to learn and make mistakes and uh, continue to grow and how it creates this opportunity for acceptance, self-acceptance particularly. And that's what I want to take a little time to talk about tonight, uh, is, is the split that often happens between giving ourselves grace and giving other people grace. Now, the one thing that I commented on last week that I want to follow up on and try to expand a little bit is the, the reality of giving somebody else grace seems to come very, very easily to us. Now, some of that is connected to how much we appreciate being given grace. So we turn around and kind of pay it forward. We, we offer people grace um, and, and uh, kind of the, the space, as I said, to, to make mistakes and to move forward and all of that sort of thing. You know, the, uh, in some other contexts, uh, some people would say that forgiveness is grace in action. So the grace-giving piece of our lives is pretty easy to do, I think, generally speaking. Now, we, we run the risk of, of, of giving, quote-unquote, giving grace, and it ends up being kind of a free pass, even when somebody hurts us. And when somebody hurts us and we, we experience that hurt, I can I, I can feel that hurt and and ex- experience the the pain of that, and still offer grace, and then also on the backside of that also allow the person to experience consequences. In other words, somebody hurts me and I say "ow," that is a consequence of that person's actions. What happens next is partly the 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 interaction or the um, interplay of grace giving and grace receiving. And in some respects, uh, when uh, somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, and I say that's okay, which rarely is it ever okay. It's more a matter of thanks for recognizing that you've hurt me. Um, th- that's, that's kind of the, 
the, the landscape of forgiveness. And, and that's, like I said in the last podcast, that's probably something that I need to spend a little bit more time on because not only is grace a very, very distorted concept in our faith, but also the idea of forgiveness is as well. And, and I, I, I can do you know, a multi-episode uh, deep dive into the story of the prodigal son um, and, and that really captures the essence and the fullness of forgiveness and repentance and reconciliation and how they all work together. So grace giving is really easy. And that part of it is one part of it that I probably don't need to talk a lot about. Uh, partly because that's just kind of what we grow up in, certainly in the church is is giving grace because we have been lavished so much with our own grace. The other side of that coin, though, is a little tougher to do, and that is being gracious with ourselves or giving ourselves grace. And that's where the distortion in grace comes in. Because in a lot of cases, what, we, what we've done and how we distort this thing is that if I give myself grace, then I am accepting mediocrity. Or if I give myself grace, then I will never change. I have no motivation to change because after all, I've just given myself a free pass. And see, that's where the distortion comes in with giving myself grace. What's gotten distorted for many of us, and I've heard way too many pastors say this, is they put, put grace, giving ourselves grace in the context of forgiveness. And how that translates is, I need to give myself forgiveness. And the problem with that is, is that is is an infinite loop that I rarely, if ever, can get out of. Besides, it, it, and it sidesteps the even bigger issue of from whom do I need forgiveness, whether that's another person, but asking myself for forgiveness Usually the answer is no, you got to do better. And until you do, then you're not going to get any forgiveness. So it, it's a kangaroo court because the court has already decided my fate when I ask for forgiveness. So I, I, I tend to, in my own personal economy, hang this carrot out there of if you do good enough, if you perform well enough, if you say the right things, then you will have forgiveness. And the minute I get close to it or even hit it, the, the next expectation comes along and the bar raises higher. So I drop into when we're talking about, if we're using the terms forgiveness to describe this, okay, then I drop into a perfectionistic loop where I'm always in a failure state. I'm always never good enough which is the phrase that I, I, you know, I, I hear so many times I can't count anymore. I'm never good enough. I can't be smart enough. I can't perform well enough. I can't do anything enough. And, and the, the tyranny of that word enough is that it always requires a comparison. So giving myself forgiveness, like I said, if we're going to frame it in that way with those terms, it requires someone to assent to giving it and that's a bigger issue that's why i want to talk some more about repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation because it it cleans up the picture so that we can understand it a little bit more clearly but giving myself grace on the other hand so i i i 
um, disconnect it or decouple it from the language of forgiveness. And now I go to how can I give myself grace? And I've got to understand what grace is. It is not a free pass to do whatever I want. It is not a ticket of license to, to shake myself off and go on about my business. Grace actually is an immensely powerful thing that creates the motivation for change in the longer term. Does it change it immediately? No. That's why we resort to using shame. Because our, our rationale, and, and understand this, it, we don't ever articulate this. And the, and the reason that I can, I can articulate it is because I've seen it played out for so many years in talking to people is that if I make myself feel bad enough about what I've done, that I, I will create this state in me that I will do everything in my power to avoid that feeling ever, ever again. And therefore, then, I will avoid a feeling in order to uh, behave in a correct way. Now, the, the one thing that I often say is, that when I am attempting to avoid something, it doesn't matter what direction I head. So let's just say, for example, that I'm off backpacking, hiking in the Rocky Mountains, and I hear a strange growling sound. <laughs> and, and, and I assume that it's either a mountain lion or a bear or some larger animal than me and I say to myself, my life is in danger. I'm going to run. The only thing that I determine is I want to run away. And whatever direction takes me away from that sound is the direction I will head. It doesn't really matter which specific direction I choose <laughs> as long as it's away. On the other hand, if I... I'm standing on the path and I hear this sound and I know the path well enough or I know my surroundings well enough and I know that 50 yards away there is a cabin that I can jump into and shut the door behind me. I will head with all my heart and soul and strength and speed and which is not much speed and run straight for that cabin. See when I'm heading toward a target I had, I, it, the, my direction really does matter. And so if I am going to avoid the aversion of shame, I'll do anything to avoid that. On the other hand, if I want to move toward the growth that grace offers me, then my decisions really do matter. The next things that I do matters. And that's what we're talking about here in offering ourselves grace is pressing harder and demanding more often, not always, but often doesn't result in greater performance. Now, I'm not talking about excellence. I'm not talking about uh, uh, pushing ourselves to, to be better and to move, you know, move harder towards some goal. I am not talking about that. But, but the, the, the kind of shame that we tend to, to heap on ourselves as a motivation to change is fairly short-lived and 
I would suggest that it actually is embedded in the pattern of addictive behavior is the avoidance of shame. And, and so we end up using shame as a tool to fix shame instead of embracing grace to continue to grow, to get the f- feedback I need, to seek mentors and people that can speak into my life and listen to them. And instead of heaping shame, I should have known that. I could, you know, I, I should know better than this. This shouldn't take this long. Those kinds of things. I can say, thank goodness I have these people in my life. I have been given an opportunity to try it again, and I will do that. Okay, so when we talk about giving ourselves grace, it is not a pass to just keep doing what we've always done. If that's the case, I would suggest to you that's probably pretty bad grace. <laughs> I'm not even sure it fits into the into the category of grace. I think it probably fits more into the category of looking for an excuse to rationalize bad behavior. So there's that. And so on the one hand, we're really good at giving grace to somebody. On the other hand, we're not very good at all at at giving grace to ourselves, which motivates us to to be better, to to learn new things, to grow into the fullness of, of who we are and how we are. So there's, the, there's those two conditions when we're talking about giving grace and receiving grace within ourselves and offering it to ourselves. Now, the, the one thing I want to kind of drive this point home is, is there's a cost for being really good at giving grace and being really bad at, at giving grace to ourselves or receiving grace within ourselves. And that cost is is we split ourselves. And by splitting ourselves, we have an interior narrative about how bad we are and how we should be better and all the things we should do and all the things we should know and et cetera, et cetera. And then we have the exterior narrative of being a gracious person, offering encouragement and and hope to people that are hopeless and all of those sorts of things. But there's a split between those two worlds. And that split grows to such a degree that the exterior appearance becomes the thing I nurture the most and the interior narrative is the thing I tend to ignore the most. And with that split, we become compartmentalized, stained glass people. And what is seen on the outside doesn't even begin to reflect what is on the inside. People who learn how to live in grace with themselves, the kind of grace they offer others, I would suggest, and this is just anecdotal, this is just observational for me, but the grace that I offer somebody else when I learn to live in grace with me is very different than the grace I offer other people when I can't offer it to myself. Now, can I quantify that? No, I can't. I really can't. I, I, I can look at my interactions with people because when I recognize my immense, unlimited need for grace and how much I receive because I see it in my world uh, provided for, for me 
through people and their voices and their encouragement and their love and and their willingness to come alongside of me and I, and I understand the lavishness of God's grace in that, then when I give it, it's connected up to that interior experience of mine. And I would suggest that people know the difference. That when they, they are offered the kind of grace that has a, a, a um, exterior and interior integration that they experience some wholeness or even some uh, attractiveness to it that they don't see with people that are doing the right thing, giving grace, but never experiencing it themselves. So that's one thing, is this chasm is created, we get more devoted to creating the appearance of graciousness than living it out within ourselves, and we pay this tremendous cost in terms of being split from ourselves and create and and being more devoted to the outward appearance than the inward reality. The other part of that that has to be contended with is what now? You know, I I I I create these scenarios and talk about these scenarios and somebody is listening to this, you know, like I usually say all 10 of you is listening to this and saying, okay, I get it. I see it. Now what do I do? And usually the first place we start is give me, you know, 12 quick steps to be consistent within myself and give myself grace. And, and I, there isn't one. <laughs> there really isn't one. So in a lot of cases, we have to bring this, the interior into the exterior world to allow other people to show us what we find it difficult to do and show to ourselves. And that begins ultimately that as I drag this out into relationship, erodes the power of that internal narrative that seems to hold us hostage so much of the time. And that that's kind of the key when we're talking about grace and giving grace and living in grace with ourselves because ultimately that is the measure of freedom because when I live in grace with myself then my ability to be free is expanded because I am not evaluating and examining everything I do in light of perfection I'm looking at these things in light of the target I'm trying to hit in loving others and living in grace with myself. And that's, that's the bottom line in learning how to live with grace. Grace is the greatest antidote to shame, partly because of the freedom that it offers us. Shame guarantees imprisonment. Grace offers freedom. And I think in a lot of cases, the reason that, that we are so uncomfortable with grace is because of that very freedom. That freedom is, is not in our understanding because we think with freedom we'll make a mistake. And if we make a mistake, then something bad will happen and, and the interior voice will kick off and condemn us for it. And we have to be vigilant. But freedom 
is what it is, right? It, it, it gives us the freedom to make mistakes. As a matter of fact, we're not held hostage by mistakes and freedom because we understand that with mistakes actually is the invitation to learning. And that's the, the, the uh, key to living in grace with ourselves and offering grace to others and allowing the interior living in grace with ourselves to be reflected in the offering grace to others. Well, that's it for tonight. I'm, I'm uh, striving to, to create a little bit shorter podcast that allows you to listen to it in quick hits and uh, it's, and uh, hopefully that creates a in, an interest and thirst to come back and listen to more. And so let me uh, remind you, as I've done in the podcast in the past, uh, a few things uh, just to encourage you and to uh, uh, continue to the, this relationship through this podcast is that if you like what you're hearing and, and uh, you'd like to hear more, uh, please subscribe either on my website at drmitch.com. Uh, and, and it's in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, every time a new podcast is published to the website, you'll get a notification and you can come and listen to it right there on the website. Uh, or you can uh, subscribe to it on Podbean at raymitch.podbean.com. And uh, uh, they have a, a player. Podbean provides you with an app that allows you to listen to it, much like iTunes and iHeartRadio and so forth. Uh, that allows you to listen in, and every time a new podcast gets published, then you're you're able to uh, uh, be notified when it when it comes out, and you can listen to it uh, whenever you want as well. So those two things are just uh, inviting you to to join me each week as I reflect on on life and living and li- living out this journey and embracing the mystery that is part of our our uh, relationship with God and with each other. And then uh, lastly, but not not by any means the least, is I would uh, invite anyone who uh, would be uh, so moved to partner with us to continue to uh, support uh, the opportunity for CCU students to go to a silent spiritual retreat. Uh, there is a uh, GoFundMe uh, page on the website. It's under the CCU drop-down menu. You go to silent retreats and go to the bottom You'll see a link there to uh, contribute to uh, the, the fund that is uh, creating a scholarship for us to send CCU students or at least allay some of the costs that makes it possible for them to attend a retreat. It's a three-day spiritual silent retreat that uh, is something that most college students would never have an opportunity to, to participate in. And it is a unique and powerful experience in their relationship with God that uh, I, I think is, is uh, a necessary ingredient for the few years that they're at college. So if you're uh, uh, interested and uh, when I describe that, something stirs in you to want to partner with us, please hit the website and make a contribution. Uh, to uh, support our uh, upcoming retreat. We have one coming up in the middle of October, about a month away now, um, and we're working hard to, to raise the funds to be able to afford it. We, as most schools, have been hit by uh, budget slashing and so forth because of the COVID uh, pandemic and the impact that it's had on uh, income and all that kind of stuff. 
we've had to really uh, step back and do everything we can to fund ourselves, and that's what that is there for. So we have um, we have been experienced a, a high degree of generosity by people, and so far have raised about seven hundred dollars, which goes a long way to sending students on this retreat. We need to continue that effort uh, in order to make it uh, fully funded. And so we're, we're a good distance away, but uh, even, even anything would help at all if you were so uh, interested and moved to do that. If you know of anybody um, to twist their arm, bribe them, or otherwise to consider doing the same thing, please pass the, the webcast or the podcast along. If they hear something that's of interest, then perhaps they'll find a value to it to, to contribute. So that's it for tonight. As always, love you. Later. 